Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> Yo, did A-Rod really say that? <laughs> stop. Cab. I mean, I went back and listened. I didn't listen live, but by the time I was just telling Marco, by the time they started talking about uh, the Michigan cheating scandal and Carl Anthony Towns, would A-Rod trade him from the Timberwolves to the Knicks? I was like, I don't need to hear this anymore. Did A-Rod actually say, I grew up watching Magic versus Bird, so I thought A-Rod versus Jeter would be fun. He really leaned into the whole Mets thing on WFAN today with Evan Roberts. Keith McPherson, your nighttime host, checking in quickly here. Two-hour show, 877-337-6666. The lines are open. The lines are clear. There's no one in the queue. What did I watch tonight? First off, uh, 7 o'clock, the James Madison Dukes, the Dukes of JMU, were on ESPN facing We Are Marshall. You love to see it. I mean, when I went to JMU and signed my letter of intent, they had all of these visions of building up the stadium and the athletic performance center and getting a new turf field and all these alternative jerseys and uh, eventually going D1, D1, right? Back then it was D1, AA, and then they changed it to FCS, FBS, and now they have jumped from FCS to FBS. And it's funny because James Madison University is not bowl eligible their second year in the Sun Belt Conference. But they're undefeated now at 7-0. and And I think that they are campa- campaigning to be bowl eligible if uh, some other teams, you know, fall out of it and there aren't enough 6-7 win teams. So, man, I'm rooting for those guys. It is uh, incredible to see. I'm super proud watching that school. I was not that good. And they were not that good when I went there. But I can brag and say that I signed my letter of intent to James Madison University on a full scholarship to play quarterback, and they're 7-0, and and they beat Marshall tonight 20-9. So I had eyes on that, and uh, the quarterback at JMU was way better than myself or any of the quarterbacks that I played with. Jordan McLeod, he balled tonight, and he's been balling all season. So wanted to give them a little bump, wanted to give them a shout-out, being on national TV and getting it done. Thursday night football. It's week seven, folks. I repeat, it's already week seven in the NFL. Yikes. I'll give you my picks tonight. Not that it matters because no one knows what's going to happen. No one knew P.J. Walker was going to defeat the 49ers. Some of y'all knew the Jets were going to knock off the Eagles, but 
Tonight, the Jaguars beat the Saints 31-24, to an exciting game. We're actually getting exciting Thursday night football games. Stay tuned for my Casamigos big shot of the night coming out of this game. You know, uh, the Jaguars are pretty good. They're undefeated on the road. They just spent two weeks in London, won both of those games. They beat the Bills over there. They beat the Falcons over there. They're 5-2. and two. I bet you they wish they had that game at home in Duval back when they lost to C.J. Stroud and the Texans. But as it currently stands, there's no undefeated teams in the NFL. I saw a stat that that's the first time that's happened since 2017. You know, we're in week seven with no undefeated team. So as it currently stands, you know, the Jaguars have five wins. And they're tied with the rest of the teams that are five and one with the most wins in the league. Why can't Doug Peterson and these guys win the Super Bowl this year. I think we saw this coming, right? I think we had a little bit of an inkling last year when they came back and beat the Chargers that Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, that defense with Josh Allen, who the Giants should have drafted, that they're pretty good. They're pretty good. They're a good football team. And Doug Peterson was available for many teams to hire as a head coach. And he's showing you that he's a quarterback whisperer and he's a good NFL coach and he's got a good team. Shout out to them. Uh, my grandmother was in town today wearing her Jacksonville Jaguars hoodie. And I smiled because she lives in Jacksonville, has been in Jacksonville forever. And my first NFL game, she took me to see a preseason game their year that they were an expansion team. I think they played against the Falcons. So I'm, I'm part Jacksonville Jaguar supporter. Tough game for the Saints, though. Saints fans deserve better. They thought getting Derek Carr. Remember when Derek Carr met up with Nathaniel Hackett and Rob Sala and Joe Douglas. Yeah, they thought getting Derek Carr was the move. They thought Derek Carr was going to come over there and light it up. Their offense had been struggling. And uh, it was too little too late tonight. You know, tough to see uh, them come all the way back, claw all the way back, and be there in the red zone. I swear the theme this year in the NFL is NFL teams failing in the red zone. You see high school teams with a couple plays to run in the red zone to be effective. College teams, like college, the college overtime, you know, like you have to have a set of plays to run when you get in that 20 yards, 10 yards, goal to go situation. Run the ball. Everybody wants to be cute and flashy. Run the ball. You throw the ball three times, incomplete, incomplete, incomplete. Foster Moreau, you know, when I saw it live, I'm like, come on, man. You got to have that, buddy. Can't drop that one. And then, they showed him hanging his head, but I forgot all about the story about him. I feel bad for him now. Foster Moreau, you know, he's not going to live that drop down. That that catch would have tied the game, uh, but he's got a lot more living to do. That young man was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma in the offseason, and uh, three months later, he announced that he was cancer-free, that, you know, he was in remission, and uh, he was good to play. So I'm sure that was weighing heavy on him at first. You know, everybody's talking about the spread and, uh, you know, points and fantasy and all this other stuff. And, it, it you know, it kind of takes you out of that for a minute. You realize these are human beings, and uh, he was really shaken up about that. But ultimately, the Jags win. I watched that whole game, and you probably just heard that on Westwood 1. Travis Etienne is for real. This guy, you know, if you're, if you're betting and you roll it over every week, Travis Etienne to score two touchdowns. I think he's done that three weeks in a row. And if you rolled that bet over with $100 on it, you'd, you'd have a, a $1,000 at least. It's the bets that we don't make in hindsight. But yeah, uh, what else did I watch tonight? Barely saw any of the NLCS game three. 
Oh boy. Um, <laughs> there was a rumor out there and I obviously think it was true. It was out there on the internet that Philadelphia Phillies fans were going online to buy up tickets in Chase Field out there in Arizona so that there would be less Diamondbacks fans in attendance to root on their team. And I, I mean, I guess if you want to do that, I saw a tweet. Uh, Good morning to everyone except Arizona. I just bought 14 tickets to Game 3 in Arizona to assure that there will be 14 less loser Diamondbacks fans. If there are any Phillies fans out there in Arizona that need a ticket, shoot me a DM, no charge. I'll accept a donation if you feel so obliged. <laughs> You're a loser for doing that. And then I saw someone reply and say, my my friend who's a D-backs fan DM'd him pretending to be a Phillies fan and just got us free tickets. Hold that, loser. <laughs> so, man, this digital age, it's the wild, wild west, what we think we can do from our phones versus what actually happens in real life. And in real life, the Diamondbacks, Cattell Marte, they're alive. The Snakes are alive. A 2-1 walk-off win. And, of course, they got to throw out there that the last time the Diamondbacks had a walk-off win in the postseason was against the New York Yankees. It's just, I, I feel like I, I hate that like the Yankees have become the butt of everybody's jokes. I hate that this season the Yankees were the team that everyone circled, some of the worst teams in the league, the Oakland A's, the, the Colorado Rockies, the Nationals, the Royals, circled the Yankees and said, yup, that's our get-right series. We can beat them. And now it continues. They're a laughing stock. Last night I heard C-Mac talking about how they were playing the uh, Kevin Millar documentary. Oh, we only need one. Don't let us back into the series 2004. And they just always have to bring it up with Jeter and A-Rod and Ortiz. And now, don't look now, folks. Max Scherzer, former Met, woke up the sleeping Astros. Here we go. Former Yankee Andrew Heaney. Had absolutely nothing for them as a starter tonight in game four of the ALCS. He got two outs. <laughs> the defending champs, they get up early. The Rangers tried to fight back and tie it 3-3, but Houston put them back down because now they have their mojo. The series is tied, and the defending World Series champs have home field advantage the rest of the way. The rest of the championship series, the rest of the World Series, if they get there and they're smelling blood in the water, I wouldn't be surprised if they go right back to the fall classic. So I'm done with baseball. I'm done. I'm ignoring it the rest of the way. Uh, it's not going to lead most of my shows. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it because I'm a Yankee fan and like I feel like we're getting embarrassed and it's our worst nightmare. Our real worst nightmare. Like There's another worst nightmare, right? The Astros win back-to-back -back World Series, and then they'll bring up the Yankees again, and they'll say the last team to win back-to-back -back series were, uh, World Series was, you guys know the answers, the Yankees, when they had a three-peat. So here come the Astros with the battery in their back because a former Met and a former Yankee could not pitch, and they don't have enough pitching. And the Astros in Houston, Minute Maid Park, they know what to do. Um, the series is tied. So I'm, I'm off it. I just already see it's going to be uh, Phillies and uh, Astros again, which we haven't seen that in years. And we actually can't say it's going to definitely be the Phillies. The, the Snakes are back, and it's 2-1. But I, I expect it to be Phillies-Astros, and the Astros beat them last year. And, man, like knowing what to do in October, having experience plays. You heard Jeter say it. Like These guys know what to do. 
it's it's like muscle memory and habit and just something in the air this time of the year. And if you're a Yankee fan who knows that these trash can bangers cheated in 2017 when we were a game away from the World Series, and then in 2019, Lil Altuve allegedly had a buzzer on and who knows what other shenanigans they were doing behind the scenes and beat us then, then the Yankees get swept out of the ALCS last year and like, this is life for the Yankees and the Yankee fans. So it is what it is. 877-337-6666. I'm off it. I'm done. You know why? Because in less than a week, now it's like five days, four days until the NBA tips off, and then our team start the day after, the Knicks and the Nets. Yeah, I need the NBA. I'm going to get league packs, uh, uh, league pass fired up on Fubo. I'm switching out um, MLB.tv on Fubo. Taking all those channels that I favorited from all the different MLB teams. I'm putting the NBA teams there. I'm going to do a deep dive into some NBA team previews this weekend. I'm going to get the Talking Nets podcast fired back up. And they're about to start hooping, and I need it. KD and Bron Bron met on the floor tonight for the first time in five years. Kevin Durant and LeBron James, in a preseason game, stepped on the floor, and it didn't disappoint. The West is going to be wild, man. They're still playing right now. The, the West is going to be crazy. There's just so much talent in the West, you know. And there's so many highlights already from that game because you're stepping on the floor with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, Cam Reddish, Rui Hachimura. And then on the other side, they're running out there with Kevin Durant, <laughs> Yusef Nurkic. Ah, oh, man. Um, Devin Booker and Brad Beal didn't play. But who else was out there hooping for them? Grayson Allen. Yuta Watanabe. We got some former Knicks and former Nets over there. So basketball is about to start back up. And for my purposes, I'm going to ignore the baseball and lean into the basketball. It is what it is. Oh, football's still going on, right? So (laughs) the FG men, the field goal men, the Giants, the New York field goal Giants, they got to score a touchdown at least one this week. Nah, you're going to have to score two or three touchdowns if you plan on beating the Commanders. Big game. A lot of injuries. Evan Neal is hurt. How convenient. Home game, right? Um, after all that he had to say, um, they go to Miami. He has to face some traveling fans on the road. Then they go to Buffalo. So loud in there, probably didn't hear too much. <laughs> now, home game and... Uh, I don't think he's going to play. He's got the ankle injury. They said he wasn't moving too well in practice. Maybe that'll change by Sunday, but uh, I'm sure he'll, you know, hear some fans whether he's suited up or not, but he's ducking smoke. He's not going to be out there blocking for Tyrod and for Saquon. Speaking of Saquon, everybody knows he wants to finish his career here. I don't know how many times this guy has to say it. He says, everyone knows how I feel. Everyone knows I don't want to be traded. He said he wants to finish his career as a giant. He said he grew up in this area. Obviously, his dad was a Jets fan. And, you know, he dreamed of playing here in that stadium. The Giants drafted him number two overall. They've been ducking paying him, but he wants to finish his career as a Giant. I don't know if they're going to trade him. Maybe if they lose this game. This is a make-or-break game. Daniel Jones practiced again. He did some throwing drills, individual drills, but he has not been cleared for contact. So he's not going to play. It's take two for Tyrod Taylor. Call me up and tell me how you feel about the Giants versus Commanders this weekend. Call me up and tell me how you feel about the NBA coming right back because we got to switch gears. It is not good for uh, Yankee fans and Mets fans watching this postseason. It is not going our way. I don't think it can. 
there's no way it can go our way. You know, one way or another, you're going to be watching. You're going to be disappointed. And uh, I'm off that. If you watch Thursday Night Football and you want to weigh in on that, call me up. I got to take a break right here. My Casamigos big shot of the night coming up next. And then I'm taking your calls till 2 a.m. This is Keith McPherson on the fan. KM to 2 a.m. returns right after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome. The Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Tonight's Casamigos Big Shot of the Night goes to Trevor Lawrence. Uh, When I opened my show up yesterday, um, or two days ago now, because it's uh, Friday morning, but when I opened my show up Wednesday, I talked about how the quarterback position is the hardest position in sports to play. And I think a lot of times we don't realize how much is going on for these guys. And if you don't have two quarterbacks, you don't have a good plan. They used to say, if you have two, you don't have one. No, if you don't have two quarterbacks, you don't have a good enough plan. And C.J. Beathard was preparing to potentially play this game on a short week. Uh, You heard me in my open tonight mention how these guys were in London. And uh, Trevor Lawrence tweaked his knee in the last game. And we weren't sure if this kid was going to be able to play. And I think he really wanted to play because he lost in the national championship in that same arena. He comes out tonight and he balls. 100 quarterback rating. 20-29 passing with 204 yards in the air a touchdown and get this he was the leading rusher on a bum knee he had eight carries for 59 yards he broke a 26 yard run he was getting after it early trevor lawrence is the man i mean when you talk about that quarterback class that had trevor lawrence go one overall um zach wilson two overall trey lance third and then mac jones and justin fields Trevor Lawrence is the guy. Trevor Lawrence was the only real guy. So my Casamigos big shot of the night goes to him. He balled, and the Jags win. Duval. All right, to the phones we go. 87-7, 33-7, a six, a six, and two more sixes. Mark is in Maryland, north or south of the Mason-Dixon line. So I'm originally from Long Island, and uh, I'm wondering where you actually grew up. I grew up. 
in Monmouth County. I went to Ocean Township High School. So Jersey Shore area, exit 105 when you're going down the parkway. Yeah, so I grew up in Long Island. My buddy went to CB, uh, to Reverend Catholic. My friends went to CBA, and I know where you grew up. Yeah, so RBC, what, what, the Casey's, and uh, CBA is the Colts. They don't have a football team at CBA. Um, but no, I, I, I went to those they, CBA I, dances growing up. There used to be a lot of girls there. Oh, with the pretty girls. With the pretty oh, my. Girls. Bro. <laughs> if you could get into the CBA dance as a dude from another school, you won. There you go. All I'm wondering is that where do you affiliate yourself with? Uh, and, I, and I love what you're doing. You, you, you're killing it. And I'm wondering where do you affiliate more now, football, baseball, and like you, you're really good at football, and baseball. Where but, do, where do uh, I affiliate? Like wh- like myself, or like what do I think is like my yeah, yeah, like my strong like, talk talking point? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> uh, my strongest talking point, hip hop, really. No, um, because Jersey football was <laughs> unbelievable, and uh. My roommate from college played uh, Al Golden. You, yeah, uh, you know. Al Golden's my yeah. Al Golden's my guy. The whole Golden family. I used to work at their gym, uh, Edge Fitness. Al was trying to get me a scholarship at UVA. I went down there. I worked out with Ryan Mallett and Russell Wilson oh, wow. and Joe Hayden. Yeah, they they wanted me to play safety. I remember I picked off one of the guys up there, but I wasn't much of a defensive player. I was always an offensive-minded player, quarterback, and then later in my college career, I switched to play receiver, kick return, punt return, but just trying know, to get on the field. You know baseball well, and you know basketball well. I don't... Um, I, I can't stand basketball now because of the argument of of uh, players going to different teams. Yeah, I mean, I, I love basketball, but the NBA, sometimes the NBA storylines and narratives suck. I mean, I'm a Nets fan. Look what just happened with the Brooklyn Nets. Well, yeah, but but you seem to me more of a football, baseball player, correct? Yeah, I wish I was better at baseball growing up. My next-door neighbor went on to pitch at West Virginia, and his dad used to tell me all the time, hey, put that football down, come with us. And I went out there a couple times, but he was hitting ground balls at us really hard and yelling at us and, like, pitching to us really fast. And I'm like, bro, this ain't fun. So I'm not not (laughs) deep with that. No, but I, I, I really wish you luck with what you're doing. You, you have a very good sense of what the everyday athlete is, and that's, uh, that's yeah, yeah, because I, I lived it, and that's why, like, I don't try and flex it, but like, I want no, to you're come. Going at all, and that's what's good about uh, your your show. I hope you, I, I really hope you kill it. But the thing is that there are certain people in the tri-state area don't get what you get, and that's a good thing. Is that I, I. Like I've seen athletes in this tri-state area, uh, whether it be Boomer, whether any. I grew up right down uh, where he lives now, but I grew up in Manhattan in Long Island, where Jim Brown was from, and and uh, I don't know football that well, and I think you do, and I think you get it more than anybody else does, and you you know the athlete that who they are. It's what's amazing is that the tri-state area has got to get their act together in terms of baseball, football, all the things about um, uh, it's it's a it's a weird dynamic. We're losing every year at every sport. And yeah, I, I heard you talking about earlier how much you like hockey now, and I'm a big hockey fan. So, so 
So hockey is like hockey is underrated. Like I, the reason I yeah, like hockey yeah. now is because I'm going to Devils games. I'm getting to watch it live. It's different live than it is on TV. And like football is getting soft. Even tonight, there was a roughing penalty. Uh, what, what the number two on the Jags? I'm blanking on his name. He hit Foster Moreau in the end zone. I'm like, come on, you can't even put your shoulder pad into a guy anymore. Like I can't watch this. It's well, cupcake stuff. That's kind of like the Giants game at the end of that that uh, that game. Like that was fast interference, and uh, that too. Like, and if you I'm, see I'm the foul, fan. call the foul. The guy was holding. Call call yeah. pi. Call like you got to call this stuff. Everybody is watching at home. It's a nationally televised game. The only game on. How do you let that slide? Oh, because you just called a penalty. That's not how it works. If you see the foul, well, call the foul. A, as a football as a football player, what's your what's your take on that? On on the officiating in the NFL, yeah, that it's bogus. Well, we I call it NFL bogus. Hashtag NFL well, bogus. I watch it and I'm like, this this is getting close to being like WWE. It's not real. They throw flags right. and they don't even know why they threw the flags. You can't hit anybody. This is tackle football at the highest level. And in, in you, hockey, you, I'm watching the hockey game. These guys are beating each other up. They're checking each other into the wall. They're 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 hitting yeah. each other with sticks. Yeah. I'm like, and this is this is all fair. There's no medics coming out. There's no trainers. There's no flags on the play. They just let these guys go on the ice and and do their thing. That's why you're good at what you do now, because you're observing all of this. And you played a sport that uh, is... And when I played, it was always a proving ground. It was like, hey, pads coming on today. Like, separate the men from the boys. In, in Pop Warner in high school. And then when I got to college, I always tell a story on air how I played quarterback. So I'm at James Madison University thinking I'm getting a red jersey day one. And they're like, nah, freshman, you got to earn it. And by the way, that, that is a school that is so underrated. It's a, it's the uh, best kept secret in the East. I mean, they're yeah, not secret. Uh, they're no, not a secret anymore. No, but it's, it's, it's A, uh, probably the best academically school that mm-hmm. is efficiently um, uh, doesn't cost as much as right. most schools. And some of those fine girls that were at the CBA dance from Jersey probably went to school down there at JMU. <laughs> no, straight up. I'm not like, <laughs> no BS. <laughs> no, but they also, they also won the girls uh, lacrosse championships tonight. Yeah, their well. softball team was in it. They're, they're, they have great sports down there. The school is yeah, getting bigger. Uh, 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 it's it's economically one of the best schools. It's such a great um, campus. Like I, I got to go back there. It's it's been a long time. Mark, I appreciate the call. Thank you for all that. I mean, um, what do I consider myself? It's 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 interesting. Like I'm a I'm a diehard Yankee fan. So when I look at baseball, I'm looking at baseball through Yankee glasses. But I've been obviously watching baseball my entire life. Baseball was actually my first love. Um, because when I was young, I was too light to play Pop Warner football. Like, I remember crying because I got on the scale, and I think I was like 45, 50 pounds, and they're like, you're underweight to, p- to play junior peewee. And they turned me away, and I ended up playing fall baseball that year and just crying about it, um, and then ended up, you know, obviously, you know, getting into football later. So, you know, collecting baseball cards and playing uh, you know, baseball on, on, you know, video games and watching the games and watching the Yankees run. I just, you know, became a baseball fan and I'm a young black dude, like in the black community growing up, 
not too many black dudes were watching baseball. I remember getting clowned a lot by, like, my cousins. I tell you guys how I went to Jacksonville, how my granny was up here repping, you know, Jacksonville. My, my, my cousins used to clown me. Hey, put that baseball glove down. What you doing with that bat? Why are you over there throwing the ball against the wall and fielding it? You look dumb. Come, come hoop. Like, we're about to go to the court. Like, hey, catch this football. Like, we don't play baseball. So I'm like, I do. <laughs> I'm going to Williamsport Little League baseball camp. I like baseball. You guys don't watch the Yankees? No, we don't watch the Yankees. We watch the Braves if we watch baseball at all. They don't play the Yankees down here. So I'm a football baseball guy. If my life was a little different, maybe I would have been a baseball player. I, I played center field. Uh, when I got a little bit better, I was I was decent at third base, hot corner. But really, I was a center fielder, leadoff hitter, had speed, could could steal bases. Uh, but just like in my town, by the time I was like 14 or 15, you know, how the dads and the coaches start colluding and conspiring on building teams that can win state championships. And they're like, you got to play quarterback. And we won the state championship. And I got like 15 scholarship offers and went on to James Madison University. But enough about me. Young Josh is in Passaic. Young Josh, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith, how you doing? I'm good, man. Hanging out. Just a quick show tonight. We finally got a good Thursday night football game for the first time pretty much since that Chiefs-Lions. It was great. Nah, these Thursday night football games have been good. I thought when the Bears beat up the Commanders, that was enjoyable. Uh, the Lions-Chiefs in the in the beginning of the season, that was good, too. I'm blanking on no, another one. I want a down-to-the-wire game. Oh, a down-to-the-wire game, sure. But, like, I don't know. I enjoyed watching, uh, you know, DJ Moore light up the Commanders. It could be good specifically on him, but I like the game as a whole if it's not my own team. Yeah, if the one that one game with the Packers was mid. Um, I don't know. Thursday night football is tough as a former player. Having to play four days after you played, that's not enough time to rest, recover, or really even game plan practice for the next game. But these are NFL players, and the NFL cash is king. So they're like, no, we, we need this Amazon game. Amazon has the rights. You guys get ready to play. Jags were ready to play. And I remember a few years ago, I went to training camp after the draft with Lawrence and Zach Wilson. I remember I'm listening like, to a fan, ESPN, whatever it is, and I hear people sing after seeing Zach Wilson's practice. They're happy that <laughs> this was actually host himself saying they're happy they got Zach Wilson. They're happy they dropped to the second pick. I don't know what logic was in that. I watched that pro day, and not for nothing, I mean, in that pro day, Zach Wilson made some great throws. He still can make some great throws, but there's so much more that goes into it than that. Trevor Lawrence, if you watched tonight, they showed you this guy didn't lose in high school. He lost two games in college. He was always the surefire number one. And if you ever watch QB1, the year Justin Fields was in it, Justin Fields was always QB2. They were in the same class. Then they got cute when the draft came along. And they put Zach Wilson up from BYU because BYU that, that year, I think they were undefeated for a while. Uh, maybe they were 10-1 and or 11-1. and And his pro day tricked some people. And then also with Trey Lance, when I talk about JMU, I let you guys know that North Dakota State knocked off JMU back-to-back years. I watched Trey Lance play in college, and he was raw. And when I say raw, like I mean like he was dirty. Like He was really good. He didn't throw incompletions. He either was completing a pass or... Or running the ball. So he projected as a good prospect, especially because they're thinking, oh, Carson Wentz went to this school. Um, this guy's bigger, stronger, faster than him, but it did not work out. Mac Jones played at Alabama and he had uh, Jerry Judy and he had, uh, you know, all these other receivers and, and weapons around him. It didn't translate with the Patriots. And Justin Fields, 
Justin Fields is hurt now. It's the Tyson Bajan era. So it's hard to scout these quarterbacks. Coming up in this next draft, there's a lot of quarterbacks, and not all of them are surefire, can't-miss guys. Even Caleb Williams, I think he's going to be good, but he's got to be in the right situation. It's a huge it's a huge decision, and when you put these guys in the wrong situation, they can easily fail. Zach Wilson came into the wrong situation. Uh, it was clear as day. A rookie head coach, a rookie offensive coordinator, no veteran quarterback in the locker room with him. They failed Zach Wilson, and now he's got this pseudo-rookie year uh, again where he's got a new offensive coordinator in Nathaniel Hackett, and so far I have given him credit because – he has progressed week to week. He could have laid down. He could have just absolutely sucked like he did in that Patriots game every week. But you could tell he's learned. You could tell he's learned from his own mistakes and game film. But, yeah, just what I think. And it also does matter, right, which setting your place on a good TJ Stroud. They went out, they've got a few offensive linemen. And he has Nico Collins and Tank Dells and good receivers. Good he's running back. Pick the good defense. D'Amico Ryans is... A first-year head coach, but he's a former NFL player and was a defensive coordinator. C.J. Stroud went on New Year's Eve. I had a terrible New Year's Eve this year. That's how I knew I was going to have a great year. Uh, my wife put me in a place that I had no business being. I'll never go back there. But I was watching that Ohio State UGA game, and I'm like, this kid is putting on. He should be the number one drafted quarterback. He's showing you his moxie, his skill set. Like, just that game alone showed the world that C.J. Stroud was NFL-ready. And look what we have. And even with Trey Lance, he never he never showed that he was, let's say, quote unquote, a bust. It was just that he got injured after he played a sloppy game versus the Bears when it was all wet, and he tore ended up towards ACL. Whatever he did, he didn't play for the rest of the year, and then he lost his quarterback job. But that was the only time he was really starting. He had a few games like when Jimmy Garoppolo went down the year before. He never showed he was a bad quarterback. And they just found really Brock Purdy. So what are they? You know, they found Brock Purdy, and they signed Sam Darnold. This guy, this guy didn't get a chance to even get the reps. So what I think it was also, um, Kyle Shanahan said, I, I failed Trey Lance. He felt like he failed him because he he didn't teach him that offense. Trey Lance might not be the right kind of quarterback in that system. Let's see. I don't think he's the right quarterback in Mike um, Mike McCarthy's system in Dallas, but that you know Jerry Jones did that. You know, what I want to get to with the uh, Astros, the Rangers, as I told you Monday night, I'm like, there's nothing to be better for me than if uh, Matt Scherzer turned the series around. And all of a sudden you look up, the Astros bets have woken up and the series is tied 2-2 now. Yeah, I'm watching that game and I'm just like, I hate baseball, bro. I hate that the Yankees did this to all of us, man. <laughs> They're good. The Astros, are they've been consistently good. And you know what they did, right? They They won the World Series and they said... All right, let's go get um, an MVP in Jose Abreu. Let's pluck him out of uh, the White Sox organization because they're they're terrible. They're not winning anything. And he did not have a banner year. He did not have an MVP year at all. But he is a veteran. He is a professional hitter. And here you go. In the postseason, the lights are bright. He's turned it on. And it's good to have an extra bat in your lineup like that. On top Wait, of Jordan Alvarez and Bregman and Altuve and Tucker all the rest of these jokers, even even their catcher has turned it on because they know what to do in October. It's good about consistency. And with the Giants, uh, I was talking about Jalen Hyatt looking for a game to look for a game to like establish himself. I mean, if there's any way to also the defensive line, right, that's been underperforming this year, the commanders have given up some of the most sacks in the league. So they should be able to get, they should get after Howell a lot of times. And if not, I... 
what are these players doing here? Because you see every game, Howell's running. He got sacked. I think he's it's in. I think he's leading the league in in sacks. Um, it was him and Daniel Jones. I, I yeah, think, that's almost right because Daniel Jones didn't play this past week. Right, so. it was him and Daniel Jones. He's he's taking the most sacks. Uh, Dan Orlovsky said he's he's the most daring quarterback. He takes the most chances. Well, Kayvon Thibodeau get a sack. Leonard Williams get a sack. Dexter Lawrence get two sacks. Like they got to get to this guy. They got to heat him up. But don't sleep on the Commanders. They got weapons. Curtis Samuel gets slept on. He finds his way into the end zone. Terry McLaurin, he's had all these different quarterbacks, but he's a solid receiver. Uh, even their running backs, like they have, they have some weapons. Uh, even their tight end, Logan Thomas, not bad. So, uh, I, I, I don't know. I was thinking that that the Giants could win this game, but more and more, like with the injuries and uncertainty, and the Commanders won last week, and 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 I think they're starting to, you know, with Eric Bieniemy, his coaching and his system, they're starting to. Getting a flow, it's it's not going to be an easy win. And if you if you can't score touchdowns, like I just saw on SNY, Giants haven't scored a, a offensive touchdown since week three. If you can't get into the end zone, being the New York field goal Giants is not going to beat the Commanders. They are going to score. They're going to find a way to move the ball. They are going to get in the end zone. They have too many weapons, too many guys that can do it. Jahan Dotson, uh, Brian Robinson. Being Curtis Samuels, they looking like he was a few years ago. That's what I say. Curtis Samuels a weapon too. They, he just he just scores. He just finds his way. Curtis Samuel anytime touchdown. And there's a reason they pay. Uh, I just want to get to one more Nets win, but there's a reason they Graham Gano is one of the biggest kicker contracts. He gets so much of their points. The FG men. They're going like if Graham Gano is going to kick field goals. Uh, you know you need a guy like that, but you have to score. They have to like if they don't take a deep shot to Jalen Hyatt. In the first half and second half, that's a mistake. If they don't have some type of gadget play, whether it's a reverse, a flea flicker, a double pass, that's a mistake. You have nothing to lose. You're at home. Go into your bag of tricks. Mike Kafka, show me something. And what I want to see from Mikel Bridges here, I feel like towards the end of last year, his, and into like the first time, the shooting kind of went down. I think he was shooting a lot. He wasn't hitting all the looks. He was getting a few good shots there going in. I think he, he should continue to shoot a lot. He should take a little bit less shots because I feel like he's a great shooter, but you can't. But eventually defenses over they commit to him, and they have and that's why you have Cam Johnson and and Joe Harris. He's never clutch for the Nets, but he's always a good shooter to have there. So I don't know why they decide to dump all the shooters with Patty Mills and Watanabe. It's not like they needed any extra money. But that's what happens when you. But maybe you do because that's what happens when you're paying Ben Simmons all this money. But oh, I'm not gonna go down the. Nah, those train. guys can go. Utah Watanabe wanted to chase KD and and play um, out west with the Suns. Good, because you you Utah started off really effective with KD on the floor, and then without KD on the floor, he he wasn't he wasn't as effective. He could only knock down a, a open corner three, and then Patty Mills. Patty Mills went from uh, you know hitting eight threes in a game. To just being a liability on defense and having nothing offensively, he could go. Um, they will. These are the guys that will shoot the ball. Cam Thomas is going to shoot the ball. Spencer Dinwiddie is going to shoot the ball. Mikael Bridges is going to shoot the ball. Uh, Doe and and Royce will shoot the ball as well. Cam Johnson is going to shoot shoot the ball. They'll have enough guys chucking up threes, but they need to work on points in the paint, rebounding in the paint. That's been the issue for years. Nick Claxton, uh, Ben Simmons, Dayron Sharp. They they gotta they gotta crash the boards and they gotta get putbacks and layups. Keep it simple. And Keith, mark my words. After a few weeks into the season, 
Lonnie Walker, Lonnie Walker was an underrated signing. Lonnie Walker, Harry Giles, and Dennis Smith Jr. Great to come off yep. the bench. Yep. I don't want to say what they're going to do. Uh, give me two or three weeks. Uh, Talking Nets, we're going to fire it back up. I don't know how many episodes of Talking Nets I have. Probably going to be somewhere in the 200s now. <laughs> it is what it is. Can't kill us. Talking Nets lives on. I thank Skip for taking my call. Good night. Thanks for the call, Josh. 877-337-6666. We got 209 episodes of Talking Nets that exist. And the last one <laughs> that I did was swept into the offseason again. Yeah, well, firing it back up. Why not? I actually am looking forward to talking about this group of Brooklyn Nets because I know these guys are just going to hoop and go home. Actually, I don't want to get ahead of myself, and this mic is powerful. I don't want to put that out there, and then next thing you know, there's some type of scandal. But you know what I'm saying? Like, with KD, Kyrie, James Harden, Ben Simmons, there was always some other nonsense to talk about and not the actual basketball. Like, I actually want to talk about, wow, did you see uh, Jacques Vaughn had these guys doing? Like, I want to talk about the actual hooping. Like, what what happened in the game? Um, just stick to, you know, basketball. Not talking about, like, what Kyrie posted and, uh, you know, Katie being unhappy and Ben Simmons' uh, fashion sense. I can take another call before we break. My guy Avery out in St. Louis. How you doing? Welcome back. Hey, Keith. It's been a little while. How are you? I know. I mean, I, I've been here. Uh, how are you is the question. I've, I've been hosting. I haven't missed any shows. Uh, you've been ducking the, the line, so it's been a while for hey, you. Hey, yes. I haven't been ducking the line. I've been busy. Hey. <laughs> I'm in college, man. I got to go to class. <laughs> I'm on the radio hey, in school. That... <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the uh, let's talk. Can we before I get into football, which is what I wanted to talk about? Uh, I want to address the elephant in the room, and I'm not sure how much of an elephant in the room it is, considering no one's really called about it at least tonight. But the Liberty, that was unfortunate. Yeah, we talked about it last night. I was live on air when they lost, uh, and the guys went to the game. Uh, the, the afternoon crew went to the game, and I saw Zoo, Big Zoo Wop, and uh, Vincent Von Vincent, Paul Rosenberg were, were in the Odyssey suite as well. Um, I'll say this about the Liberty. That was a huge letdown. They got to be better. They had an 11-point lead. They couldn't get a bucket at the end. And I did read someone from uh, Nets Daily said that they, like, they closed off the media availability to certain writers or something, and I'm like, that's not a good look. They went out kind of sad. Um, but I am I'm proud of of some team in New York, any team in New York playing for a championship. At least they gave That's us some true. hope. At least they went on a run. At least they represented uh New York well. And they did win the mid the midseason cup. Um <laughs> we're gonna see that in the NBA. Maybe maybe the Knicks or or Nets can win the meaningless midseason cup in the NBA. I don't care about the midseason cup. Yeah, no one's gonna care about it. I can't wait to see how that shakes out. How are you gonna get these guys to compete in a midseason tournament? Like this is like a high school Christmas uh classic or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um but anyway, uh Jets and Giants. Continuation of the conversation everybody's been having. Uh number one with the Giants. And I know you, I'm sure you've been taking calls on this all week. Uh, and um, obviously I heard you had a call about it today. But look, I mean, first of all, uh, regard, regarding Daniel Jones specifically, he, I don't know what happened, but I do know that he was very shaken up by every time he got sacked. Obviously he's injured. But I mean, what I'm trying to say is I don't really have a problem if Tyrod Taylor plays again on Sunday. Yeah, he's going to. He's going to. You know? Dan Jones is not clear. Because 
he's not there. Jones. Jones is not there. And obviously Tyrod Taylor is not Daniel Jones is not clear. He's not your forty million dollar man, but Daniel Jones does not look good at all. Yeah. The offense looked a little different with Justin Pugh, Saquon Barkley, and Tyrod Taylor. So you build on that again this week. And this is a team that you think you can compete with if you get some turnovers and you know, ball bounces your way. Maybe you're in a game with them, and maybe you can win. Daniel Jones has an injury that is uh, season-ending, threatening, career-threatening. Like, it's a neck injury, a nerve injury, and they got to make sure that's 100% ready to go. And what are the Giants actually playing for, right? Like, it's not like right. they're, they're, like, fighting for the NFC East, and they're like, oh, we got to play our $40 million quarterback to ensure we win this one. They're not fighting for no, a playoff spot. Like, it's, it's not, not worth it, it at all, no. Don't play the injured guys. It's just not worth it to risk them like that. Don't be like the Yankees. <laughs> uh, Keith, don't 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 piss on our feet and tell us it's rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they're about to do. That's what they're about to do when the hot stove comes. They're gonna say, "Oh, mom, you know, Cody Bellinger. <laughs> Cody Bellinger wasn't a fit. We have enough outfielders, and he he can't oh, play. He yeah. can't play first base. I don't oh. think it's. I just don't. I can't Yashino- see that. Yashinobu Yamamoto." Um, <laughs> No, not, not a I fit can't. for us. Frankie Montas looked really good at the end of the season. I don't want to talk about that right now, Keith. <laughs> you brought it up. I didn't want. I didn't mean to. <laughs> but you're you're 100 right. Um, but I mean, look, it's just unfortunate because he's he's making 40 million dollars a year, and the Giants, the New York Field Goal Giants, aren't scoring any touchdowns. And if there's any way, I mean, basically what happened on Sunday to me looked like they were trying to get Barkley to rush the ball, but he's not 100% yet, and that's not enough. And they can't really he make it on late in the game. Just, those those goal yeah, but then to he makes go. That play. He makes that pass to Darren Waller, and they can't call. They can't call two defensive pass interferences in a yeah, row. Yeah, that's nuts. Come on, that's nuts. Uh, NFL is super bogus, man. I I, I think the I think the Giants will score two touchdowns this weekend. And and they should hit on a they should hit on a deep ball to Jalen Hyatt, set that up, just have him outrun yep. the defense. And then Saquon's good for like a, a 20, 30 yard run once you get close. And try throwing a Darius Slayton just a little bit less. Yeah. I would there's no like there's no reason to be targeting Darius Slayton <laughs> and I know you gotta try and get it to Darren Waller, but I'd be putting the ball in the hands of Jalen Hyatt, Wandale Robinson, and Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Those are the explosive guys. Those are the guys that can like break runs, and give you some big plays potentially. Mm-hmm. And as for the Jets, I mean, I'm a Giants fan, but I follow the Jets too because New York football, I follow it all. And You can't miss the, them. They're America's team. Uh, hard Knocks and yeah, exactly. uh, Aaron Rodgers exactly. saga. He's on Pat McAfee every Tuesday. You're forced exactly. by the you Jets. What are you talking about? We're all Jets fans. Them. And it's we, all we, over WFAN. We're, so. we're all gangrene. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, the No, it's just... It, I have this issue with people who are delusional about what a win over the Eagles actually means for the Jets. You know what I'm saying? It means they're 3-3 three and three going into the bye week, and they beat a team that was undefeated in the Super Bowl last year. You can't really take anything away from them after it. If you watch no, the game— that's like, all it should mean, though. If you, watch, if you watch the game, like, the Jets, oh, the the Jets were down Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. Like, they were at a disadvantage as well, and they still played with them, and the, the Eagles played right into their hands. I, I blame that game on Devontae, yeah. Devontae Smith. He, he was point-shaving for sure. I guarantee you, somewhere, one of his homies, they probably had Jets, Moneyline, and the under, and they cashed on FanDuel. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like 
No, I, I mean, yeah, Devontae Smith, of... he just dropped the ball twice. And, one, and, yeah, exactly. and the second one he dropped, that guy's scoring on that play, and that changes the game. Or it, it would have at least changed the field position, but... Yeah, I you know Sal came in with his whole take though. The Jets fans are the most delusional, and I'm like, bro, chill with all That's that. That's what like, I mean, though. Like, let them. They well, they, they don't ever have anything, bro. Let them have this. Oh. Like, let them have their three and three record going into the bye and feeling good about themselves. It could have been a lot different. Aaron Rodgers went down four plays into the season. They they could have been de- defeated. They could have been zero and six. Yeah, and why not? Let Fireman Ed go out there. Let Jetman get out there. Let yeah, the let Joe Beningo, you know, let him ease his pain a little <laughs> bit. Let, it, let, yeah. let Joe Beningo have his live podcast and get the J-E-T-S. Let him, let him do his thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, let, let people enjoy things. Stop raining on people's parade. Yeah. If they want to be delusional, let them be delusional until the ride ends. I guess. I guess. The, the only delusional uh, thing is Aaron Rodgers threw a football before the game. He's defying modern medicine. He's that coming back weird. week 16. Like, bro, can we not with that? Like, okay. It's not see, even worth see, thinking see you about. then. See you then. But for now, like, the story is Zach Wilson can become the Jets quarterback who ends the playoff drought. Thanks for the call, Avery. 877-337-6666. Call me up. I got an hour left. Whatever you guys want to talk about. KM to 2 a.m. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.